Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode on Beyond the Bikini Radio. Jake and I are going to be chatting on at-home workouts, and I'm sure you guys have seen the trend that almost every single fitness influencer on Instagram is coming out with some sort of at-home guide, at-home swipe videos, at-home working out all the time. Everybody seems to be an at-home workout guru, but I do want to say there's definitely a couple do's and don'ts when it comes to at-home workouts, and it's going to be... The big answer of it depends, and it depends on you, it depends on your goals, um, and even the equipment that you have. So let's go into a couple staples um, of like equipment that you would recommend someone having for their at-home gym. Some lighter weight dumbbells, uh, definitely some resistance bands. Those, even if you have a thin resistance band, the way you stand on it, the way you brace it, um, definitely can increase the resistance or decrease the resistance, making it very variable. Um, another thing that I would recommend is maybe a weight plate, um, a exercise ball. So that it could be like a Swiss ball. And then I would also recommend a mat to work on because if you guys have a hard floor like I do, a laminate floor, it's not the most comfortable to lay flat on. Um, you can set down like blankets and that can cause some, like give you a little bit of padding there, um, but it's not going to be as sturdy. And then another thing that I just invested in because I do live in an apartment, I don't have access to a garage, um, is a like banded weight kit and you can set up a barbell squat, you can set up a bent over row, shoulder press, um, all these different attachments with it. And it was like $170. I'm going to leave the link down below in this description, but this whole kit looks really nice because if I ever go on vacations too, and the place doesn't have a gym, I could take this with me and do like travel workouts with this whole kit. And also comes with a wall mount with bands. But guys, the big thing here is bands. So many people think that they're not that hard they are. They're, they're challenging as long as you're doing the right exercises um, and a couple of the correct techniques. So let's say, I'm assuming that most of you listening to this podcast are wanting to have the goal of you know maybe losing a little bit of weight and then gaining muscle. I will say I'm seeing a lot of people hyper-focus on just sweating and cardio right now when your body still needs that resistance training. And a great thing about at-home workouts is your body can't tell the difference between you working out at home or working out in a gym setting. Do you have anything to add there? Yeah, it really can't tell the difference. But one thing I've, I've kind of thought about that I think is going to be a funny twist and maybe a battle for personal trainers and online coaches on the tail end of this is um, saying, hey, you need to get back into the gym once the gym start to open back up. That The gym workouts are going to be um more effective you got more equipment there but also like moving around a lot of weight um stuff like that is trying to get people go back into the gym versus all the at-home workouts yeah like at-home workouts are i wouldn't say that they are superior to a gym workout but they are definitely not 
anything to knock. Um, if Absolutely. you, if, yeah. And if you have proper programming, if you are, you know, going into your workouts with a goal, um, proper frequency, then you're definitely going to make progress. So I do want to go into frequency. Um, if you guys are wanting to, again, have a goal of building some muscle, make sure that you're hitting each muscle group at least two times a week. Um, for someone who's a little bit more advanced, like myself, I've been weight training for years, I could get away with hitting my glutes three times a week because of that frequency. Um, and the, the movements aren't super taxing on my body. So usually when I'm at the gym, I'm lifting, you know, hundreds of pounds for my lower body. And now I'm probably, you know, lifting half of that. So I can get away with a little bit of added frequency and then making sure that you're resting. So if you do a lower body day, the following day should be an upper body day, a, you know, cardio and ab day, or even a rest day. Okay. <laughs> Jake and I are still getting used to podcasting together. Definitely, yeah. For muscle building, you still want to be doing this, um, you know, like the push-pull legs. That's probably going to be the most effective. And then just hitting those regularly. Yeah, definitely. So now going into a couple exercises, you still want to have the same rules apply as in the gym. So in a gym setting, you're going to focus on those compound movements. So compound movement is going to be like a squat, a deadlift, a lunge, um, stiff-legged deadlift, bent over row, shoulder press, bench press, push-ups, pull-ups, rowing. Those movements are going to be like your heavy hitters, whereas your isolated movements like a lateral raise, tricep extension, bicep curl, um, like even a wall sit, like those aren't going to be as intense like those compound movements. So you can get away with a little bit more volume with your compound lifts at home. And a lot of my clients will probably notice that their compound lifts, I have them doing, you know, four or five, maybe even six sets of a shoulder press because that's going to be um, the best lift possible for that muscle group. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, hitting those, yeah. Compound so, movements. Yeah. And then for intensity, so I'm going to talk about um, how to make things harder and then how to make things easier. Um, let's go into easier. So if someone sees someone on Instagram doing plyometric workouts, what would you recommend for them? Kind of, if your body's not used to that yet, you're not ready for that yet is take the, whatever like the jumping movement is. Plyometrics is a lot of like jumping type exercises usually, or explosive is take that explosive or jumping component component out. So like jumping squats. Take it a step back and you can just turn it into squats. Mm -hmm. Or you can even do like an intermediate. So you go squat and then lift up on your toes. Squat, lift up on your toes. Don't do the actual lifting in the air. Um, a lot of people too, like their joints, their range of motion isn't ready for plyometrics. And yeah, you might see like a young 20-something-year-old doing plyometrics, but it doesn't mean that your body is ready for that. And that's okay. Um, you know, fun fact about plyometrics, they're made for athletes. They're not made for muscle growth. So they actually are not the most optimal exercise to do if your goal is muscle gain. And a lot of people will do the plyometrics just to get a sweat in. Do I think they're great for cardio? Yeah. But I also think that there's other great resources out there for cardio like going out for walks, bike riding, um, even just like if you have like Zumba, I know a lot of women out there like Zumba. Honestly, this is a one time on Beyond the Bikini Radio, I will tell you to do Zumba, but find a Zumba video and you can do that and that can be some cardio. But cardio doesn't have to be 
super high intensity. Honestly, even just cleaning your house can be cardio. It's just increasing your heart rate. Now, how to make your exercises harder. Let's say you're someone who's a little bit more advanced and you are really upset that that gym option has been taken away from you. You can play around with pause sets. So that would be pausing um, at the, the hardest part of the movement. So if you're at a squat at the lowest part of your squat, you're pausing there. You can do a pulse rep. So a pulse rep is going to be, again, holding the hardest part of the movement and then doing kind of a half rep there. You can do supersets. You can do like a drop set. So if you did like your squats with a 15 pound dumbbell, you can then drop the dumbbell um, and then do another set body weight wise. This would also be a great time to focus on unilateral movements and isometric movements. So isometric would be holding and then unilateral would be single leg, single arm using half of your body. And odds are you probably have an imbalance in your body and that's something that you can focus on. Yeah, um, some different ways that I like to increase the intensity is slow your reps down. We, we call that tut or time under tension. Um, you pause the reps, like she's, like Nicole said, I like to pause them at the top, focus on that flex. Um, mm-hmm. Hitting more reps is, this is your time. A lot of people like me, um, Nicole too, but we're not used to hitting 20, 30 reps. Yeah. <laughs> this is that time to focus on the endurance side of your thing. So now we can try to, once we get back to deadlifts, we can try and hit 225 or 315, 405, whatever that deadlift is, try to hit those for... Um, four, six, 10 reps, um, instead of being gassed at three reps or two reps. Mm-hmm. Um, so really focus on that endurance there. Um, yeah. And to go into like rep ranges, if you guys are lifting anywhere below eight reps, that's going to be more strength training. Hypertrophy is going to be anywhere between eight to 12. And then endurance is going to be, um, 12 or more. Now, optimally for, you know, gaining muscle is going to be the eight to 12 range. But if you are, you know, focusing on your endurance and all you've ever done was hypertrophy training and you're used to lower reps, like anything high rep is going to kick your butt. I mean, if you guys are watching me on Instagram doing my live workouts, like I'm getting winded after like two sets. And that's just because I'm not used to doing 20 reps of squats and multiple sets. And I will also do combinations. So I will combine holding weights and utilizing bands so I can kind of get even more stimulus for my body and having more connection with my body during um, each and every movement when I am working out, which is super important. Guys, if you are working out, make sure that you're super focused in on whatever muscle you're training. And this would be the time where I would say you want to chase that pump. Absolutely. So another thing I wanted to talk about was warming up and cooling down. If you're doing an at-home workout, don't just go into it cold. I am lucky to live in a warmer climate. So I live in Florida, I can just go out for a walk and then come back into my apartment and do my workout. The other thing too, um, at the moment with you know the coronavirus, they are saying that going out for walks and going on bike rides is fine. That That's not against um, quarantining yourself, so that is completely fine to do. So you can go out for a walk, you can warm up, and then you can go into your resistance training. And then a cool down can look like, again, walking again outside. If you don't have um, access to going outside, maybe it's too cold, 
you can jog in place, you can, you know, invest in a treadmill, invest in a spin bike. Honestly, there's a couple spin bikes out there that are only like two, $300, which isn't too bad. So you can invest in that and utilize that as a cool down. Um, and then that's when you, so at the end of your workout, that's when you'd want to incorporate some static stretching. This is a time where you have extra time at home and you can really focus in on your static stretching and your foam rolling and recovery with your body, which can be really good. Yeah, absolutely. I know I definitely neglect stretching quite a bit. Um, so getting the time to actually be able to do that and you can have the TV on when you're doing that Netflix on. Um, watch a movie, whatever it is, and get that, that stretching in, which usually I'm kind of on the run between clients, so I'm not doing that. So we know a lot of people have very, very busy lives, very hectic lives, and, you know, they come into the gym, they hit their workout, they got to leave in half hour, 45 minutes, hour on the dot, and then go, whatever it is, take care of their kids, get to their job, mm -hmm. um, things like that. So now is the time where we can, we can pick up on a lot of those things that we've kind of neglected in our fitness journey. Your workouts really shouldn't take that long too, because if you're just putting your phone aside, you have some music going on. Maybe if you have kids, you just put them down to take a nap. It, my full workouts, which I am getting an amazing pump out of, I'm exhausted after. It's taking me like 30 minutes tops. Um, today I did a leg day and it took me like 30 minutes to do the whole workout, which if I were at the gym, if I were to drive to the gym, do the workout, probably run into some friends, um, then drive back, it's at least an hour and a half for me to you know finish that workout. Now, if you add in like a cardio session, it is going to be a little bit longer, but it's, you're going to save time just doing these workouts at home. 100%. What would be your advice to someone who's saying that doing an at-home workout just isn't as hard as an in-gym-based workout and they're not wanting to even try? Uh, you just don't necessarily know how to make the workout as hard. as You're, you're trying to treat that at-home workout as if it's a gym workout uh, instead of making those changes. Um, so, I don't know. I would, I would lead to believe that someone's going to say something like that is not as educated when it comes to um, fitness and they need to expand a little bit as far as, you know, we're not trying to go for sets, sets of 10 here necessarily or as heavy a weight, but we're trying to slow the reps down or do something. You're, you're training in kind of a different phase of your fitness journey and being by, at home. You have to let go of that structure that you're used to doing, which is hard for everyone around this time. You are, you know, creating a new routine for yourself. So you have to let go of a couple of your favorite things right now. And again, it's just temporary. You're going to go back to the gym. Everything's going to return back to normal. You're going to be able to resistance train just fine like you're used to. But right now, this can be, again, a fresh new stimulus. You can play around with a couple different exercises that you haven't done in maybe forever. And that can be a great change for your body. And another thing too, for the people out there who have been going to the gym consistent, consistently, this can be a great opportunity for you to take a deload. You are not going to lose all of your muscle mass by taking two to even three weeks of going lighter in the gym. Um, the, this reminds me of when I had my um, augmentation surgery. I wasn't able to lift weights with my upper body for three weeks. Um, and even when I was easing back into lifting, it wasn't anything heavy or impressive. I had to be very careful and I didn't lose muscle mass. Um, my body didn't really change at all. I didn't really gain weight. It didn't really lose weight. It kind of just stayed the same. And what I really focused on was trying to get in some daily walks. I also really kept up with my protein intake 
and made sure I listened to my body with that recovery. And again, you will not lose muscle mass. So many people are so scared that just because the workout's less intense that they're going to lose all this muscle mass. That's not true. Just keep up with the resistance training that you can do and also keep up with that protein intake. One thing you might actually notice too, depending on how long your gym is closed for is if it's a week, week and a half, you might actually come back with more muscle mass from not working out. And that being the case is your body's finally able to recover. So the people who work out three days a week, four days a week, you probably won't see this. But if you're working out six days a week, you may actually see that this is the case. Um, not to go ahead and say that once you come back, if you work out with the same intensity, that yes, you're probably gonna experience less soreness or more soreness once you get back into the gym after taking a week off. But now your body's able to, f one rest day, you're not gonna fully recover. So. After a week, you're probably gonna be fully recovered finally, and this may be the first time in a long time you are truly fully recovered. Um, so if you guys track your muscle mass and have access to those scanners and stuff, you may actually notice you come back and um, maybe you're able to hit a PR, or pretty close to a PR, um, or even have that higher muscle mass. Yeah, the other thing that you guys are 100% in control of right now is your nutrition. So still keep that dialed, still track your macros, still focus on whole foods. Um, all of those variables still matter right now and you gotta be able to feel your training. Yeah, maybe your daily activity is a little bit lower, but you can change that, okay? You're probably used to moving a little bit at your gym, but I've always heard that excuse too, where someone's like, oh, like my activity is going to be way lower. Like, no, it doesn't have to be. Just go outside three times a day, walk for 10, 15 minutes. I've lived in the cold, I grew up in Ohio, put a jacket on, it's becoming springtime. Go for a 15 minute long walk, come back and you, I don't know, 45 minute long walk, you probably got at least 7,000 steps and that's better than nothing. So again, don't use this time to have excuses to let your nutrition fall off, to not keep up with your daily activity. And the worst thing you can do right now is to completely stop training, completely stop moving, completely stop taking care of yourself. That's what's really going to put your body and also even just your immune system in a very bad place. Yeah, got to keep that immune system strong and working out is definitely one way to, to make sure it stays strong. Yeah, so I'm going to wrap up the podcast here again, guys, for gym equipment. I would double check Amazon, Target, Walmart. Um, Amazon is still shipping items. I love seeing fake news right now. Um, that's been like killing my vibe. So try to avoid any fake news out there. And if you found that this episode was helpful, make sure that you tag me at Nicole Ferrier Fitness. And then Jake, what's your handle on Instagram? Jake Block Fitness. So make sure you guys tag us to let your friends know that this was helpful. Um, and then maybe we can. Hey guys. On the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one -on -one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one -on -one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals.